0: What is happening, everybody, and welcome back to the Conscious Yoga Podcast. On the Conscious Yoga Podcast, we use spirituality, philosophy, psychology, conscious thinking, literature, and other schools of thought and tools to not just examine yoga, but to expand yoga's vision. So first things first, I have a new microphone. And with that new microphone, my ultimate goal is to make this podcast a live call-in show where... People can call in and ask questions, relevant or not relevant, and I think that would be really co-creative and fun because my favorite podcasts are when are live call-ins where you don't know what these callers are going to say. Someone could just you don't know what to expect, and I think that'll be fun for me to and fun for the audience. Someone could just ask anything or add to the discussion, which I think is even more important that people can add stuff that I'm missing for the topics that we're discussing, and I'll post the topics before the, post the topic before the show and people, we can actually come up with the topics together. I don't know. I think it will just be a lot better. Also, my book on yoga or uh, yeah, my yoga yoga book should be out in about three months. In a few weeks, I'm going to reveal what it's about. It's going to be super sick. Nothing else has been done like this in yoga for my knowledge. It's basically around this nature is applying a lot of different things to yoga and, to, and synthesizing things. So anyway, let's get back to this episode, which is titled, Trusting Your Yoga Reality. Do you trust your reality? And what do I mean by reality? Well, there's a lot of different terms for it. The universe, Mother Nature, God, the simulator, their controller. I mean, there's a million different things that we can describe this as. But what would be possible if reality was 100% on your side, or if Mother Nature, if, if you knew that you were backed and everything, and that there and there was no doubt in your heart, what would be possible? So first of all, on episode number one, we defined yoga as the creation and flow of energy that removed all limitations that modern and classical yogas put on put on that is putting on us. Now we have now n- that definition gives us free reign. In episode 2 your yoga simulation we talked about having 100% control of building your simulation and having no limitations but that process of reprogramming your life and your ideas is not easy and the foundational element of that this is another foundational episode is trusting your reality because if that if you're found if you don't have a foundation of trust love and abundance then Everything else will fail somewhere along the way. Your relationships, finances, um, career choices, self-esteem, those eventually are going to have some shaky times because you're not trusting that everything you're receiving is a gift and has a purpose. So that's, so. What? So let's ask that question again. What would be possible if, if reality was 100% on your side? and we'll apply a lot of this to yoga, would you be doing, would you be trying so hard? Would you be trying to get so flexible if you knew that your yoga dreams and goals are possible, that it's possible to become enlightened, that you already can become enlightened with nothing else? Would you still be doing these things? Would you be going to these retreats that you don't care about and spending a lot of money instead of spending it on yourself or going on your own personal retreat? Would you be bowing down to gurus and thinking that a guru who has the answers would be following a sequence like an Iyengar Ashtanga Vinyasa sequence, pose for pose with no variation, and having this rigid mindset. If you knew reality was a hundred percent on your side and if your goal was to become enlightened or I don't even think that's the goal, but if you're, but that you don't need that rigidity and that everything's going to be okay. And I, I see in the yoga world, a lot of a lot of neediness. Would you market your business the way that you are? Right now, if you knew reality was 100% of your time, would every single one of your Instagram posts be an ad for something that really isn't that relevant? And I know everyone's hustling, that's fine. But would you be doing that? Or would you be, if you knew, would you just be throwing content out there? And I've been needy and non-trusting in yoga a lot. I've injured myself because I thought that, I needed flexibility to be to be a worthwhile yoga teacher. I've I mean, <laughs> look at uh, I look at some of the old savvy Zen posts that I've deleted. And I'm like, dude, what was I thinking? That was not from a place of love and trust. That was a place of oh, I need. I wasn't like I was trying to be cool or something, but it was. This is what yoga wants. This is what I wasn't asking the right questions. And that comes back to the concept of listening. So, how do you trust? How do you get get into this trusting relationship with reality? And it's and it comes from dialoguing and listening to reality. And we could also call this listening to your intuition. But listening into your intuition is one half, because one half of the one half of the idea, because you're also a player in this reality. You have free will, and reality and this is a part of trusting your reality is that I feel that reality has my back and is doing the best job that it can. But I don't think that that the universe or the simulator or God is perfect or omnipotent. I think that they make mistakes. I think they say, Ian, this is the best. This was maybe the best that I gave you, but this is the best thing that I thought this, this is what I thought would be best for you. And, You need to start having a say. So what I, one thing I like to do is to ask a question, questions unlock the universe. And when you ask a question to, to reality, you'll usually get an answer either through meditation or synchronicities in your life. So you could ask a question like, how can I, reality, how can I make my relationship with yoga more playful, right? how can i how can I have a more playful relationship with yoga or a more trusting or abundant relationship with the yoga? and then just listen ask ask it out loud, hopefully, you know, even though that's a little bit crazy and ask out loud and just wait for the answers to come to you. just use whatever meditation techniques you like and wait for that to happen and wait for answers to come, or you can say, "Show me, show me that's another good one. Show me." how to be more playful and you're going to maybe get some ideas and whatever ideas you get, you need to discern a few more times though, because your filter that you have a filter inside of you that also is needy and not trusting. So you're going to, some of the ideas you're just going to be like, Oh, that's the one. But usually the first ones that come up aren't the right ones. So when I asked a few weeks ago, I asked, where do I need to go with Savvy Zen, and I was getting all these ideas about this and that stuff to increase traffic. But that was my mental mind, but what came to me though was that I needed to really focus focus on my book and get this podcast going again because that the and what makes that relevant is that that book idea was a long way down the list of books I want to write, but. I just kept getting these cues like this is no this needs to be the first one. I had an I had out, an outline and ideas for this other book, but it was like no, this is what you need to do. This is going to create a more. This is going to be a better storyline for you in yoga right now, and then synchronicity started popping up. I started getting all these ideas and books coming into my life. I was like, whoa, what is happening? And things started moving along in a way and I just have been trusting that process. Also, let's we can apply this to my asana practice, practice. I had to trust that doing a sequence or a certain style of yoga just wasn't right for me because every single time I got involved in that, I was like, wait, this is like kind of quasi cultish, like Iyengar and Ashtanga and Vinyasa and all these things. Everyone's saying our Bikram. All these people are saying that they're right. And all, there's all these allegations and problems in the community. And um, everyone seems really close-minded when it comes to modifying and expanding. And I just need to get away from this. And, I have, I have, and I'm in the process of trusting, though, because those things are popular. Those things are what people care about. When <laughs> people care about those things and that those places have an audience, and when, if, when I speak out against those things, people probably aren't going to be very happy, but I have to trust that we can do better as a community, that yoga as a whole can do better than what we have right now. And that we need something more, excuse me. So as, so one way to look at this is think about, and I'm trying to keep this on yoga and we can, is look at traumatic wounds that have happened to you in yoga right? Look at bad relationships with teachers, injuries, um, disenchantment with certain systems of yoga or things that have come out about yoga. Look at, just look at everything. Look at anything that's ever hurt you in yoga and ask yourself, if I viewed this, this as a gift from reality, how would that be different? How would, how would that, how would I look at this differently if I viewed this as a gift? For instance, me injuring my hamstring, I I was out of the game for like a long time, like a year. And now I see that as that removed me from Ashtanga Vinyasa and Iyengar. Not, but caring and just being like a student of those and really just practicing those pretty strictly. That expanded my mind. In that time off, I read a lot and did a lot more slow yoga and recovery-oriented yoga and other schools of movement because I couldn't do like hamstring stuff, which is the basis of a lot of yoga, a lot of those of Ashtanga and Iyengar. And now I see that as a gift because I've ex- expanded my mind. And I, if I would have stayed and I would just have said like, damn it, I just need to recover from this. I just need to do a little bit. I just need to stay with the stuff. My mind would be, or my, my character would not be strong and have, and have had, have had as many cool experiences as I've had, if I would have stayed back there. So just think about that for a moment. Where are you not trusting? And what, and where are those trust wounds affecting you? Because this is what's creating the situation that makes you not trust reality 100%. Before You can get in that 100% trusting relationship and move into the possibilities, infinite possibilities. You need to resolve those trust wounds within your heart. Like I had one yoga teacher that I feel like betrayed me in a sense. But then I look once again and betrayed me as in they didn't have my best interests in line. Looking back, like they were giving me hard adjustments and they were like on an ego trip of their own, right? Right. And that eventually uh, led to my injury because I was just getting pushed down and like all this stuff. But then I look at it and once again, then I left that studio. and Now I look at that studio and I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be mad at that person for injuring me, whatever. That helped me get away from a studio that doesn't align with my vision too. But I just went there because it was close to my house and cheap and it just made sense to go there. And it had a lot of yoga that I liked. I've moved on to other studios and different type of different teachers. And if I would have not been injured, I would have stayed probably at that studio and still have been there and not be doing this podcast or have Savvy Zen up. So another way to frame this is what would, what, what would happen if you stayed stuck in a bad relationship with reality? What would happen if you, just kept pushing and being needy. And neediness and all these things, not having reality 100% on your side is the opposite of yoga. You're not doing yoga because you're creating a blockage of flow. You're not letting reality's messages and guidance flow 100% through you. You're creating blocks. You're saying, no, 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 you're not right. And you're not dialoguing with reality and saying, no, I don't really want that. If you get an answer like, hey, focus on this book and focus on this podcast, you can say like, I don't really want that. Let's do something different. Let's give me a different idea. I really don't feel like doing a podcast or writing that book right now. Let's do something else. But if you let those trust wounds in your life and in yoga hold you back, what would happen? What would happen if you stayed stuck? Do you really think you would accomplish your dreams? Do you really think you'd get the most out of your life and live your yoga's journey to the fullest? I don't think you will, but most of us don't frame it from this point of view. And I I really didn't until a year or two ago. And where I'm trying to take another step in this is that you always hear this in the new age. It's like, just trust your reality. Just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. Right? But if your reality makes mistakes, then you need to not just go with the flow and trust 100% blindly. You need to have a relationship where you dialogue and you expand that trust into a trusting co-creative relationship, not just you're just being controlled because your reality doesn't respect that. It's like in a relationship when someone starts controlling someone else, they don't respect that person anymore because that person isn't standing up for themselves. It's the same way here. Reality will control you if if you let it and things aren't gonna work, work out perfectly. Things aren't gonna work out For the best if you do that. Because you have your own thoughts and feelings. Also, that reality doesn't know. That's another part of this. Is that this isn't some omnipotent God that knows everything about you. You have your own thoughts and feelings. And reality is just giving, doing what it's given. Giving the thoughts. Giving the ideas that your mind is creating. But it isn't your soul. It doesn't know your soul. And when you... And and on the other side, just a person who's forcing it and, and yoga, who just is going every day. We know those people and they're ripping legs behind their head, and, ah! they eventually have problems. They're trying to control reality and reality doesn't like that either. Eventually reality is gonna bite back. Eventually, like in relationship, the person is just gonna leave without warning, right? Because they're sick of being controlled and manipulated. And then reality is going to do something. Reality is very powerful. That's not the person you want to... That's not something you want to be messing with. So... Another... one To expand on this idea, and another question, I like questions, because this is stuff for you. So the questions I've asked right now, to recap where we're at, is do you trust your reality? Would it be possible if reality was 100% on your side? If How would you look at trust wounds or injuries or problems in yoga differently if you knew that they were gifts from reality. And then the the last one we're going to there's one or two more but the last one is how can you become more honest with reality? How can you be more honest with your reality? Are you being honest with reality right now? Are you really listening to yourself and asking and asking for what you want? And you're not most of us don't ask what we want for what we want because we have shame and guilt inside of us. Our society, the Puritans, the moralists, or whatever, our family, our upbringing—we feel shame and we feel guilt. And I feel like guilt and shame are the two worst sins or two worst modalities to be a part of because we're not killing people, we're not doing these things, we're not—we're trying to help. We're on the Conscious Yoga podcast. We're yogis. We're our heart chakras are aligned and open and willing to help and change the world. We're, but what stops us most of the time is this guilt and this shame. Like you're in a situation, what happens you're in a situation and someone's family members giving you crap and they're like, what are you doing? This is so embarrassing. Like, what are you doing with this Yo- conscious yoga podcasting in? Like, that's so dumb. You had so much potential. Remember what you were doing in college and like a few years ago, like you, why, and you're just like, right? And then you feel guilty and you feel shame, ashamed. You're like, yeah, what happened to that Ian? And you feel guilty and you're letting someone else ruin the creation flow of energy and stop your yoga, right? And we feel shame and guilt for the silliest of things. And I'm working through that podcast. I'm working through this right now. I feel um, ashamed and guilty to be doing some of this stuff on Savvy's end because I had people that were close to me tell me that I shouldn't do it and it was dumb and that was like way too far out there and that people didn't care. So I'm still resolving that shame and that guilt. And I'm trying to be more honest and have a better relationship with reality so that I can see that that stuff isn't real. And it's hard. Like, I know it's hard to admit that you feel guilty. Like, I feel guilty and I I felt guilty choosing this over those other people because eventually I was like, wait, they're not going to agree with this no matter what and it's silly but like they they have their own thoughts and i need to do this myself and i still feel guilty and ashamed that i did that but eventually that's going to go away eventually because of my relationship with reality and because where i'm getting led and the new relationships and experiences and things that i'm going that are going to happen but i had to trust to take that step i had to trust and say even though it's going to be hard and it's going to, I'm going to be on the path of a hermit for a while. And that a lot of the people that are close to me are going to probably, are going to have to leave my life. Then eventually there's going to be new people. There's going to be new experiences. And I see this a lot. And I, like some of my friends in yoga, like they have a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, and they don't, they don't agree. And every single one of them that I've seen leave that relationship From a place of trust, they've gone on to be a lot more happier. And their partner probably will too. And this is we're kind of going on a tangent here, but what shame and guilt do you feel about your yoga practice? Do you feel guilty that you wear short shorts or that you don't wear a shirt? Do you feel ashamed that you're not Christian anymore or that you defied your parents' religion and you don't know what your family thinks? Like these are questions that you we need to resolve. And These are things that you can dialogue out and ask to help be resolved by reality. By just doing the opposite, you don't need to say like, "Hey, get rid of this guilt." But ask like, help reali- help you know help provide me more adventurous and playful experience, or help help me find reality, bring me one deep connection with a person I've never met before. That's something that I did the other day. I said that. Like bring me one deep connection with somebody to, you know, to help instead of thinking about other things, like I'm going to focus on that. My reality and I are going to dialogue and put energy toward bringing someone cool into my life instead of focusing on the people that aren't here anymore. Right? Uh, Reality, bring me some cool new yoga, a cool new yoga, some cool new yoga ideas or ideas that will make my practice more playful. And that will help you get over maybe leaving a certain style of yoga or leaving a different studio or whatever, you know? So this all starts with this trusting and foundational um, relationship with reality. And we're going to get a lot more into this. I was kind of getting emotional there for a second, so I'm sorry, but we're going to get a lot more into this on this podcast. And we're going to, a lot of the Exercises we're going to do and topics we're going to cover, we're going to be doing all of this dialoguing and asking questions. One of the main things I want to do on this podcast is provide really cool questions. And if you check out SavvyZen.com under the Conscious Yoga podcast page for this episode, I will provide all these questions. I just thought of that right now. I should provide a bunch of questions for journaling, reflecting, saying out loud. You don't have to do this out loud. I should have said that at the start. You can journal this stuff. If You don't want to be You know asking or thinking you can journal and you'll get a lot of the same answers so anyway I think I've covered a lot of what I wanted to cover on this episode so yeah so next week we're going to start build we're going to start building on this relationship and building on this foundation that we've set up this foundational trusting non-needy abundant relationship with reality and I have a bunch of new articles on savvyzen.com. I have some new ebooks, The Top 10 Books in Yoga Philosophy and 31 Ways to Transform Your Yoga Practice, so those and The Top 10 Kettlebell Exercises for Yoga, which is my first video course. So go check those out, go download those. And I will see you guys next week on the Conscious Yoga podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Always grateful for you.